America. How is it going? It's raining. It is raining. It's really raining. So here's the deal. We are in a loft with like a tin roof. If you can hear the raindrops, we just thought we'd acknowledge them off the jump and then... It's ambiance. It's ambiance. It's ASMR. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully our voices shine through. Hopefully. And if not, sorry. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) How was your last week, Erica? Okay. Last week was wonderful because it was my birthday. (gasps) So I usually go out of town for my birthday. And this year I did not. And that's a big deal. And because I was going to be in town for my birthday, I decided to invite my birthday twin, to dinner with me. Who's your birthday twin? My dad. Oh my gosh. Some of us know stories about my infamous father, and he is a professional Yelp review lever. Specifically (laughs) a one-star Yelp review lever. And so I did something bold, and I invited him to dinner at Mujo, which is a very nice restaurant. Oh my god, I want to go. Everybody (laughs) listening, I have to say, I am as picky as they come. I had a wonderful time. There's exactly one thing that happened that irritated me, but... For there to be only one is noteworthy. It was delightful. They even noticed I was left-handed and reoriented my, yeah. Are you serious? Well, if you're paying that much, they better. Well, so you would think that, but that's absolutely not the case. I've had that happen one other time, and it was at Alinea, which is a three Michelin star restaurant in Chicago. Wow. They better fucking know this. Yeah. But like, you'd be surprised. So it was delightful. Wow. Subtle plug to Mujo. It was amazing. But my dad loved it. How was your week, Kelly? It was great. I saw Barbie (gasps) for the first time. Okay, pause. Our guest today is Gigi Miller of (gasps) Vision Organizing. And the last time I saw Gigi, she was actually also going to see Barbie. So let's go ahead and just welcome Gigi in because I would love to chat about this with the three of us. Gigi, hi. Hi. Hi, Hi, everyone. Welcome to Clover Club. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Anytime. We're so excited to have you. Ladies, what did you think of Barbie? I got to say, Ken made the movie for me. Ryan Gosling, every time he was on screen, I was laughing. Yeah, right. He understood the assignment. Yeah. What did you think, Kelly? I, like from a filmmaking perspective, because I I make films, I (laughs) didn't like, I didn't overly love it. Uh-huh. But from the messaging standpoint, I did really enjoy it. It was nice for me to see the way I feel about the patriarchy be explained in a movie without a man's voice. Did you play with Barbies when you were little? I did. Gigi, I assume you played with Barbies. Yeah, I had the... <laughs> House with the elevator. I had the boat. I had the camper. I had the cars. I had the motorcycle. I was obsessed. So was this movie just so nostalgic for you then? Yes. I think that depending on your relationship with Barbie, and Mm -hmm. if Barbie was in your life, you're going to go into it with different expectations. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. some of that. I wanted just the pure joy of Barbie in her world. Yeah. But just seeing Barbie come to life for me as a 54-year-old woman who played with Barbie, I was obsessed. Yeah. Me and my friends. Yeah. That's what we did. So that was really fun for me. Just the house, the clothes, all of it. 
they did a great job of bringing you into Barbie world and bringing all of that to life. I agree with that. Yeah. I thought it was a little campy, which I think is why just from a storytelling standpoint, I didn't love it that much was because I was like, okay, this is like a little, you got to really buy into it Mm -hmm. to really thoroughly enjoy it, I think. And I just wasn't really getting there. But it had to be campy. Yeah. No, I know. Like, it's th- there's no other way to do it. little women. <laughs> You're so right. Like, completely. It, I mean, it had to it be. Had this to movie be. about a toy, it was just a little campy for me. It was just too much. I was like, okay, I can't seriously. Like, I really think it's about eight, well, how old you were and if you were into Barbies. I, I yeah. think it would be really fascinating to talk to, like, a mother-daughter or, like, a mother-niece or, you know, just a different mm-hmm. age group that went together and interview them together and just see what their perspective was because my niece didn't get it. She's like, huh? Well, somebody else who didn't like it. <laughs> I'm the somebody else. <laughs> it's me. I hated it. Oh my god. Hate I mean, is a strong word. It was not gonna it's not gonna be my favorite movie even this year, but I enjoyed it. Hate's a strong word, but I, I understand. I completely understand that. If it wasn't for the campiness, I probably would have hated it. I was that gonna say, was it too campy for you? It was not <laughs> I like camp. I like yeah. well done camp. Mm-hmm. I, I think And I do understand that I'm in the minority on this one. I actually don't think you are. Really? No. In my world, I would say it's been like 80-20. Ooh. Well, I'm curious if anybody in your world agrees with where I'm coming from with this. I feel it was like an insult to feminism. Interesting. Yeah. My takeaway was, I understand why Ted Cruz doesn't like this. Because (laughs) (laughs) feminism isn't the inverse of a patriarchy. Yeah. Feminism is equality. And so feminism isn't an all-female supreme court. I I didn't like that when Barbie left Barbie world, it took Issa Rae 12 minutes to put on a Hooters outfit. And it's like without Barbie there, everybody was like, we're just dumb and we're listening to the men. Yeah. And the part I had the biggest issue with was that monologue. I understand this movie is a vehicle to get people talking about feminism and that is good. But I think that it doesn't get feminism right. Feminism says I'm equal. I don't need to bitch about this. Why would I complain about this? I'm your fucking equal. And so I'm annoyed by that. And one more sentence and then I'm off my soapbox. But that line about mothers stand still so daughters can look back and see how far they've come. Are you kidding me? I think that's a poorly worded way to get across what Greta wanted. But nevertheless, I fucking hate that line. I think it's insulting and degrading to moms. And I think it's fucking bullshit. It is. I agree with you. I don't resonate with that speech. Um, Neither did I, honestly. Good. I, and the, and the I didn't know why, though. Well, and the interesting thing about the movie was, like, she had this, like, amazing husband. It seemed like this partner, right? He didn't seem like the type of person that was trying to hold her down. Yes. And so true. She had a job at Mattel, and she just wasn't happy. And I think a lot of it was just, like, you can change your life. You can change where you are, and yeah. you can change how you feel about yourself. So And you should go to therapy. And it kind of makes it... it yeah, I, I thought it was very negative. Mm-hmm. And honestly, for a young woman to listen to that and think, oh, my God, you know, mom and aunts and like all these other women. Is this what it feels like? Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think it does for a lot of us. It mm. takes away personal agency. Everyone knows we live in a patriarchy. I just think that the whole like vibe of that was condescending and demeaning to so many women who have broke past all of those narratives. I completely agree with all of your thoughts on this, 
I'm surprised. I yeah. <laughs> I told her I hated it. And she's Are like, you? what? No, no, no. I, well, now you explained it. Yeah. <laughs> broke your, it down. Your explanations make sense to me. I didn't know I was going to be dissecting Barbie tonight necessarily. <laughs> Men look like idiots too. And well, I mean, the whole thing was... Oh my God, everyone's an idiot. Like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Like, well, it wasn't a very, it wasn't like this, oh, when they're running Barbie land or everything is great. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't that way when, when all the Barbies were running it. I yeah. Mean, that should be the lesson learned. Yes. There was nothing subtle about it. No. no. Every scene, it was like Every shoving scene. this yeah. narrative down your throat and it's like, like you just said, it was. Yeah. I That's get why it. I like the camp at the beginning. And then, <laughs> yeah. But there were so many moments where, Ken is realizing he doesn't really need to exist unless he's there for Barbie. And maybe women were, you know, probably watching it going, I don't really exist except to be someone's, you know, partner and someone's mom. The monologue, I remember being like so bored while she, and I kept being like are you still talking like still talking. I was just annoyed yeah I, I agree. was annoyed I didn't really get it and then I saw all these posts of girls being like I listened to this monologue every day before work what? and I literally was like why no why what? I don't want to think about all these things that you're saying. Like, it is really, really negative. I I'm agree. I'm not even giving any power to any of that. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. I want to know why they feel that way. I think, like, they're feel, they're, they want to listen to it so they, so they know, like, that stuff is not true type thing. Like, like it's they like can, diet feminism. Like, it's never occurred to me that I don't have to be thin yeah. for the male gaze, and this is giving me permission not to. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> Enough about Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Gigi, will you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes. I like to think of my job as I go in and I transform spaces and lives and I help clients feel less overwhelmed in their lives. And that could be anything from decluttering and organizing their kitchen and their pantry to helping them be more efficient with their time and getting out of the house or meal planning, or they've got three kids and what are the routines and habits. And really it's just all about simplifying and efficiency. I love that. I have a question. Do you Mm -hmm. find that people have intentional routines that don't work or that they haven't put the thought into really having a good routine in the first place? I think it's a little bit of both. Sometimes it's like you think a product is going to solve your Mm. organizing issue. I think people think we just need a routine that's going to solve our issue. Mm -hmm. And everyone's different. If you have multiple people living in a home, you have to really take into consideration everyone's personalities. How do they deal with time? How do they react when you give them a routine? Some people need very flexible routines. They're not going to do well with a routine. So I think it's one of those things you constantly hear. You need a routine. You need, (laughs) you need products, you know, you you need this, you need time management. So it's really a lot more detailed than that. And I think it takes time to understand what does this family, just like with a company in an office, like, what do we need to become more productive and efficient? Yeah. And you kind of think of a household the same way, whether it's two people that live there or a family of five or one person, you know, it's what is working for us. You're so right though. It's so tempting when you have a new dresser, you know, and like that thing 
is going to make me organize the fact that I have this brand new dresser and it's so beautiful and it looks so great. And then like a week later, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like not at all. <laughs> a week. That's you, a, that's quick, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> because you probably, like most people, think buying more stuff more furniture and more bins is yeah. going to help you bins simplify your life. And mm-hmm. it's so much more than that. And that's kind of what I try to focus on when I work with clients. You could get anyone to come and declutter and organize your home and make it look perfect. But I want to get to know you. I want to figure out. It's a, it's a puzzle. How do you put all the pieces together? And how do you make it stay together? And so maybe you do need more space for your clothes, but maybe the really large dresser with six drawers doesn't work for you because you don't like putting things in drawers. Mm. Things get lost in the drawers. You'd rather have things hanging. So maybe what we really need to do is create more hanging space for you. Mm. So just kind of figuring out what is it I need? Do I need to wake up, set an alarm at 6 a.m. so I start my day early? (laughs) Or do I just need to let that, you know, let my kids sleep in a little later and not ride the bus and I'll take him to school because he's going to be much more productive that day, right? Mm. So again, (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) You've got to think about like, what is it that you need and then the person needs? Because yes, of course, routines are great and products are great, but they have to work. Gigi, I really like the analogy of the puzzle that you just used because a puzzle with less pieces is easier to put together (laughs) than a puzzle with lots of pieces. And I spent my day today knowing we were going to have this conversation tonight. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I really want to have the type of day that Gigi would be proud of. And so I was efficient as fuck. I did so much cleaning and organizing and working and this and that and all sorts of facets of my life. But I was folding clothes and putting them in my beautiful dresser. Um, And I, over the last six months, I've done a pretty big clothing purge. And Mm -hmm. I realized I, since doing that, have a way easier time getting dressed than I did when I had three times as many clothes. Yeah. And there's a place for everything. And I fold them like Marie Kondo does. So I open a drawer (laughs) and I can see exactly what the t-shirt is. And I'll say, I mean, it takes maybe an extra 10% of time than it would be to just put them, throw them in there. Yeah. And it makes such a difference for my like mental health. Yeah. Well, you're getting that 10% of time back when you're getting dressed. Yes. You're not losing that time, <laughs> right? You're just trade. You're just choosing how to spend that time. Yeah. So totally, you know, it's not this extra. That's you're a just, really good way to phrase that. Yeah. I like that. Mm. I think it's important to think about that. It's not work. Right. It's no. helping yourself. Later. It's about what can I do right now to help the person getting ready in the morning mm-hmm. get out the door and be more efficient and productive and less stressed? Like, yes. what can future I do for me. my future self? I, that is one of my favorite sayings that I say to I me. I think I got it from you. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably like did. Someone, Someone always says that. I'm like, it's Ooh. all about, I always ask myself, what can I do to set my future self up for success? Obviously, less stuff is less stress, but we just don't live in that society, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We're all about more, more, more mm-hmm. bulk shopping, bigger and better. I think that our homes and our cars and mm-hmm. our personal spaces are a direct reflection of what's happening in our minds. The way we dress, the makeup, our hair, everything, right? Yeah. So is there, other than, you know, being depressed or having some sort of mental illness, is there something in addition to that that you have found is primary indicator or barrier that people have between having their home look the way they would like for it to? 
That's a great question. I do think clutter is very complicated. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things, right? So there is the story you hear of, well, I grew up without much in my life, you know, not poor, but just I didn't have anything. I wasn't able to buy what I wanted. So as an adult, I buy whatever I want. And then there's the social media part of it. And it's the constant I need to have this because it's going to make my life better. I need to have, you know, this product. And it's like building that up and then add on like other people. People have kids that are constantly coming home and saying, I went to so-and-so's house and they have this and I want that. And it's, it's just always wanting more. Mm-hmm. And we fill up our houses. We fill up our emails. We have electronic clutter. We have physical clutter. We have mental clutter. And none of it makes us happy. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, we've had enough and we want to fix this. We want this to be representative of this new person that we want to be. We want to be like free and simple. And they do want that to happen. Mm -hmm. But the outside world is really hard to Mm. say no to. And and it's just a constant battle. That makes a lot of sense. And it also... I was thinking of this this morning also while getting ready today for this conversation. I love expensive things. <laughs> but if I get an expensive candle or an expensive skincare uh, or makeup mm. or whatever, I find that I really parse out how I use it. And then a year later, I'm like, oh, that's expired. And I mm. think there's this hesitance to use the nice things or crack open the good bottle of champagne. And I think... For me, being more present and being like, I deserve to experience this right now today was a big shift. And just being like, hey, just because I didn't use that entire YSL foundation doesn't mean that it's not expired and I do need to let it go. And just being more definitive about letting things go. Mm. Letting go. And I, I also think it's just a cultural thing. I mean, I love traveling and watching and observing how other people live and their life is so simple. And I think, and I think like in big cities, it's about the people who you spend time with. It's Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. what you give back to the world, right? How you, how you spend your time. And it's very simple when it comes down to it, like what makes you happy and all filling your house with stuff isn't going to ever make you happy. I agree. I can Mm. confirm. And that's what (laughs) I would love for more people to embrace, yeah. but it's so, so difficult. I have a very hard time embracing that. The packages show up every day <laughs> yeah. I and too. I think they're going to change my life. Yeah. And guess what? They're not. Yeah. And I, you know, it's a process, it's work. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think your home does reflect who you are. I mean, a lot of times you go into someone's home and you're like, yeah, I, this is where, you know, my friend lives. She loves bright colors. Her house is mm-hmm. like bright colors and there's nothing on the counters because she likes very simple things. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I go in other clients' homes and I know like they're very creative and they love a lot of plants. So of course there's like a million plants that would stress <laughs> me out. I have a million so plants. <laughs> I think that yes, your home definitely should be representative of who you are, and what makes you happy, but to also understand it's, it's about the collecting of it, right? Yeah. How much is enough? Mm. 
Well, and I think that we're constantly battling against living in a capitalist society. I mean, our inbox yes. every day is filled with emails <laughs> selling us things that we don't need, but do we kind of need Exactly. Yeah. I mean, every day I get an email from Lululemon with their newest Align tight, and I'm like, oh, do I need this one? And it's like, I have a drawer of 10 of them. I don't need more Lululemon tights. Right. But I don't have them in that color. But yes. if I hadn't gotten that email, it never would have occurred to me that I needed no. to add a pair to my collection. Of course. Do you know how many like sites I probably have things in? carts oh, all of that them. <laughs> I I just I make myself a unsubscribe from all those emails because mm-hmm. when you want to go shop at Lululemon you will go to the website or you will go yeah. to the store yes unsubscribe and give yourself like 30 seconds take a breath before you mm. you may put things in a cart do you still want them like three days later if you do then get them but 99 times out of you know 100 you're not going to go back to get the stuff in the cart. Also, it's so like impulse. kind of prioritizing how you spend your money too. Like, yeah. which mm-hmm. I guess is another mental clutter mm-hmm. Absolutely. situation. Financial clutter. But yes. like for me, I really, really value like eating at restaurants, for, for instance. Same. And so like I would probably want to rather spend my money on doing that then maybe the the next Lululemon color yeah. tights. You only have so much space and mm. you only have so much time mm-hmm. and you only have so much money, right? That you, you know, that we, right. we know what we we're making. We have our money. Right. How do you want to spend all that? Right. Those three things are really important to think about. Yeah. So if eating out really good food is something you love doing, I'd rather you not spend money on frivolous things that you don't need all week. Exactly. And then Friday night, you make a plan, you pick a restaurant, and you go enjoy that dinner. Exactly. We, we should definitely treat ourselves. We work oh, hard. Yes. But oh, I agree. <laughs> it's just, it's the stuff at some point is just going to feel overwhelming in your space. And then mm-hmm. it's not going to be representative of who you want to be. And it said becomes this other person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that causes mental clutter. So it's very difficult. I mean, I, I deal with it on a daily basis with clients and no client is the same age. No client has the same situation, but there is this whole common factor of we just keep filling our lives mm. with stuff because yeah. we think it's going to make us happy. Yeah. Uh, I have a really good example. I've been trying to be very mindful of my purchases because I booked a very fancy vacation for the end of the year. GD, I'm going to Amsterdam for Christmas. I'll tell you details tomorrow. <laughs> so I just booked a really nice vacation and I'm like, I don't want to spend a dollar that I don't have to in between now and then because I want to spend those dollars there. Mm-hmm. And so I was at Target a week and a half ago. <laughs> And I saw this Stanley tumbler. It's like the 40-ounce big one with the handle. The worst place to be is Target. I know. <laughs> You're oh not gosh. trying to spend money. The this worst. tumbler was this like creamy, taupey color that was just like gorgeous. It was like so luxurious. And I was like, I've gravi- seen it. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly. I what gravitated towards it and I was like, wow. And then I was like, $50. I know. I thought <laughs> the same thing. Why is this $50? And I was wow. like, I don't need this. I'm walking away. It doesn't matter if I had that sparkly moment when I saw it. I'm walking away. Yeah. And then for the next week, all I could think about was that fucking tumbler. And so I was like, you know what? It was my birthday. I'm going to go to Target. And I'm going to buy myself this tumbler. Good. So yeah. I went to Target and it was gone. <gasps> and so I oh went online no. and I found it. And oh I no. did order it. And oh, I even got this ended happy. This ended yes. happy. We were all like, no. Yes. <laughs> um, but I really confirmed to myself that I really still wanted it by giving it. myself that that ice out period. It's a very <laughs> cool tumbler. That's it's the thing. <laughs> Leave yeah. it in the cart. And if yes. you're still thinking about it, a week later, then you really want it. Yeah. You need you need to get that tumbler. So we were talking about 
beauty stuff. And it's for me, and I know a lot of women, beauty clutter is so huge. And oh it's like people buy all of these organizational things to organize their beauty things. But mm. I guarantee 80% of that shit is expired. Yes. So I want to play a little oh. game with y'all um, called Guess how the long guess the expiration yes. and so this. i'm gonna lose this game i like i i am bad at this i <laughs> kelly still uses all of my stuff school. is <laughs> expired i know it <laughs> but like sorry i'm not buying much <laughs> makeup <laughs> one thing at a time less is more i know um so for anyone listening who doesn't know this the majority of your beauty products if you pick them up and you look at the back usually somewhere around the barcode, there's going to be a tiny little circular container with a lid popped up. And on that container, it'll say like 6M, 12M, 24M. And that is how many months it's good for once opened. Uh, I didn't even know that was on there. See, this is why Mm -hmm. I'm sharing. It's Um, tiny. You have to really look for it. Yeah. If you didn't know, you wouldn't like, you obviously wouldn't notice it. Yeah. Um, But the key is to take a Sharpie or like a little sticker or piece of tape or something and put the date you bought it on or the date. Gigi, go on. Well, I'm just saying you could use a label maker oh, <laughs> or you could use a label maker that's a purchase we <laughs> all need to make <laughs> now everyone should own a label maker. Yeah. Gigi, you'd love seeing like a hundred dollar face cream with like not off painters tape with like january 12th <laughs> it's better than not paying it's attention painters tape is yes but go and just be bougie and get a label maker you know what's funny funny. is I do have a label maker of course you do I also have a label maker that surprises me but of course you do I produce things oh that's true that's true Um, uh, you need it so funny I I think that a lot of people think things last a lot longer than they do yes Um, so I just want to go through here I've got a list of some common beauty and skincare products and I just want to hear what you think the how long they last for I'm genuinely worried (laughs) this will be fun concealer eight months like 24 months one year (gasps) Gigi's closest I was under cream blush like forever (laughs) I'm gonna say eight months one year what okay cream eyeliner Okay, I'm going to say one year. I'm going to stick with eight months. <laughs> Three months. Ooh. Wait, okay, how? Is it liquid eyeliner? Cream liner. Liquid is next. Mm. Well, not next, but it's I don't further down the list. Get it. So here's the thing. Well, hold on. I'm going to put a put a pin in that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pencil eyeliner. A year. A thousand years. Two years. Ooh. I was closer. <laughs> you were much closer. <laughs> Eyeshadow. I feel like I've heard this. I've one. heard that the, this is like a year. Six months. One year. Ooh. Kelly's coming from behind. <laughs> Foundation. I think I've had mine for four years. <gasps> Unfortunately. I think I've had mine for at least, like, I don't, yeah, it's going to be like three years. Ew. How much I've had mine. Okay, well, the I don't wear a lot of one year. either. The answer is one year, ladies. I don't Toss know if I could use them. it in one year. Exactly. Same. That's my point. So you just have to throw it away. Oh, you know what I mean? Chanel. It, that's what I'm saying. Oh, and that's okay. why you're holding on to it. Gigi, you <laughs> know better. <laughs> I do know better. But it's Chanel. But I spent so much money <laughs> exactly. on it. Exactly. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Well, I thought it was four years. So. Well, you are incorrect. Okay. Shocked. Shocking. Mm. Um, lip balm. Oh, wow. I like... I'm going to say eight months. Yeah. (laughs) One year. Okay. This answer is interesting. 
one to five years. Really? Yes. That, okay. What? It's, it's a big spread. <laughs> Do you know how many chapsticks and limp bombs like I find in every? Well, now I'm not allowed pocket. to call it a junk drawer. It's a utility drawer, I've been told. <laughs> oh. um, you know, there's always like a thousand because they get thrown in there. Yeah. Yes. And you can never find them when you need them no. to buy another one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lip gloss. 12 months. Three months. One year or 12 months. Ooh. Um, lipstick. Two years. Three years. Two years. Wow. Oh, you're doing good. Okay. Liquid eyeliner. Six months. Yeah. I like that. Three months. Ooh. Three again? I guarantee you no one's ever thrown that out after yeah. three months. I know. No way. Mascara. I've had my mascara for Six like... Six months? Actually, I've had mine for less than a year. I think I bought some new mascara a bit ago, which that's Because it good. gets clumpy. What's your guess, Kelly? Uh, Just because you've had it for a year doesn't mean... <laughs> a year. I want it to be a year. Three months. That okay. makes sense. That, that does not sense. make any really? sense to me. Because I think anything liquid. How can anyone makes use sense. it? Okay, the point isn't yeah. that it's <clears throat> okay. wasteful. So wasteful. The size of the product isn't indicative of the amount of time you're supposed to spend with it. It's anything. Okay, the common denominator you may have picked up on between mm-hmm. those things is anything creamy that goes around your eye is a hotbed for bacteria. Yes. Anything that sits on your face and is liquid, like your four-year-old Chanel foundation, is like 50% Chanel and 50% germs now. You know what I mean? But things that are dry and powdery last longer. Longer. So you just have to think of like, where is this going on my face? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And I wonder, I'd love to do a little more research on this because I wonder if like the clean products that they're making now, if that's any different. I'm going to be honest. I bet that they have shorter expiration dates because right. they don't have the They have no additives or whatever. Mm-hmm. Per- yeah. So yeah. I bet like all the stuff that's really good for you, you can't have as long. My, yeah. like, and this then you have to buy more. See? Yes. It just continues. Mm-hmm. Yep. This conversation is making my makeup budget go from like normal to like zero cents. Because like if I have to buy mascara every three months, like I'm not buying mascara. Like, Get a travel size. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you know. Well, it has to be like that's true. Like I can't now. Do you spend... wear it every day? I wear mascara pretty much every day. Huh. Yeah. Well, I like mascara. It like makes me look like, like I'm you would... living. So yes, they need to make things appropriate for. It. I mean, they have mm-hmm. different size milk containers. Yep, totally. That's different totally size eggs. I mean, again, why not with makeup? So it's but like, again, it's like an industry. thing. If you right? want to yeah. buy those expensive things for your face, mm-hmm. like then you really kind of can't because you're like... Of course you can. Well, you still can. <laughs> I like always will. No, <laughs> like you totally gonna... <laughs> can. But You will enjoy you enjoy using them. And yeah. when it's not appropriate to use it anymore, just like you're not going to drink sour milk, yep. pour it out, even though it feels like a waste of money. Yeah. It's not good for your body. Yeah. And you buy new, a new makeup. I, yeah. And then you have less makeup. You're like, this is yes. my one mascara, not my four mascaras. Mm, right. Um, so it's like... This is my Dior show, I'm not my so cover girls. Um, I'm gonna. I want to type this up and include it in my like client packet Ooh, because yeah. I. I mean, I. Oh, yeah, we do idea. it when we clean out, but I don't think there. No one is aware of this. Yes. I was I not. Really don't think people are aware of this. <laughs> I have one little trick that I do, not specifically for this, but it, it benefits it. I love buying skincare and makeup when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. And so then yeah. it's like, oh, I bought that mascara in Italy and I was in Italy eight months ago. Mm, 
mm-hmm. that must be how it's acquired. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just buy it here, then you're just like, oh, that was just another day in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't remember. It wasn't a I'm special outing. Yes. All of those things. I have one more stat that I really didn't like. Oh, Uh-oh. No. well, if you didn't like it, we're not going to like it. <laughs> I'm going to hate it. Guess how often you're supposed to clean your makeup brushes and sponges. I do clean mine. Once every three days. Okay, that's insane. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. I'm just guessing. I do mine yeah, like I think once a year. <laughs> I do mine like every four months-ish. Wow. Okay, which I think is pretty good. It just kind of stresses me out. Yeah, that's fair. The answer is weekly. Oh. And I saw my foundation brush taunting me from my makeup bag when I read this. And I was like, oh, God, it's been months and months. I thought, like, seasonally would be appropriate. I do it when I travel. For some reason, before I travel, it's like I just want to wash everything. I want to go with, like, clean. So if I'm only take, so if I take, like, three trips a year, yeah, that's Still, no, what was it? Once a week? Once a week. Oh, okay, no. I do it. I do <laughs> nice it when I think gymnastics there, GT. <laughs> That's She's not like, working. Basically Numbers week. are not adding up. Math is not mathing. I mean, actually, if you think about it, it is kind of gross. Gigi, do you know, I think a mental barrier some people have is that they don't want to be wasteful. So mm-hmm. is there... You know, of course, there's glass recycling and cardboard recycling, and there's places like Charm in Atlanta for hard-to-recycle things. But are there other places that you suggest people to donate or discard things like makeup where it's like, oh, I don't want to trash that packaging. I want to be mindful about it, but I do need to let this go. That It's it's really tough with certain things because of the, you know, cleanliness of certain things. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, for a while, you could take sample. You know how like, we all collect those little samples mm-hmm. everywhere we go? We were taking those to women's homeless, like, yeah. shelters. But it's really hard sometimes to get rid of stuff. And, you know, when clients tell me I don't want to get rid of it because I don't want to be wasteful, I'm like, you were already wasteful when you bought 10 of these. (laughs) Got him. You know, (laughs) it's like the problem isn't now getting rid of it. The problem was six months ago when you bought a bulk amount of something Mm -hmm. that you don't need Mm -hmm. and you didn't take your own bags and you got more plastic bags and like, I don't want to put these in the landfill. Well, You've already done the damage. So it's That's really true. about being way much more mindful about when you are buying things. But Charm is a wonderful place to recycle, hard to recycle items. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I take paint there, electronics there, yeah. mm. cell phones, dog, like pet shelters, dog shelters. You can take like car, old like carpets and towels. Like they'll yeah. use those there. Oh. I do that a lot. Yeah. Well, lot, but I, I didn't mean, know that. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there are some great places like books you know, like senior living places mm. will take books. Sometimes doctor's offices will take books. Mm. I think there are some good places out there to, you know, there's a lot of places where you can donate furniture that will yeah. go to a good cause. Mm-hmm. But some stuff is just, you know, it is unfortunately going in our landfill. And I think yeah. that it's going to keep doing that until we stop changing our ways. That's true. Mm. The issue isn't you where does it go it. after you bought it's it. It's not it's the about fact that. that you bought it. Yeah. It's not coming up with this new way to like recycle plastic, although people are doing that and that's yeah. wonderful and there are things happening. But it's not a reason to keep buying plastic. It's not stopping the problem. It's just like having a solution, solution com- to something that's still a problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you while you're helping these clients, mm-hmm. do you guys sort through all of those things like 
batteries go here. I know this place that takes eyeglasses here, blah, blah, blah. Yes. If we're doing, for instance, like that utility drawer where everything ends up, we will, yeah. we pretty much put things into certain categories. You, it's either something you're going to keep. It's something that needs to be trashed, unfortunately, mm. recycled, donated, or you could try to sell it. Mm-hmm. So those are the main categories. Got and then it. within the keep, where is it going to live? Is it going to go back in this drawer or does it need to go live somewhere else in this house? And, you know, within the recycle, what type of recycling do we need to take this to? Right. Mm -hmm. And the donate, same thing. Do you want to take certain things to a women's shelter and certain things to like, you know, pet shelter? So there'll be like subcategories, but we start with those main categories. I think it's really cool that you value like doing those things, like more than just going to say Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Like you're also thinking of these women's shelters who could use this yeah. makeup sample pack or something. I think it helps people let go if they know it's going somewhere. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing true. wrong with Goodwill. They do, you know. No, sometimes, of course. Sometimes of it course. just has to go to Goodwill. But mm-hmm. but I like the specificity. We give them some options. Yeah. And I have a list, like a p- client packet I give every client. And there's a very detailed list. It's probably like four pages long of where to recycle certain things like eyeglasses and batteries and you know some things that you just don't even think of you would just throw away Mm -hmm. and then a list of local places that you can donate clothing and donate furniture and then there's a list of here's some consignment options if you want to try to monetize it Mm -hmm. so we try to be very encouraging Mm -hmm. and helping people let go Mm -hmm. and that that's a big piece of it yeah that makes total sense. sense Gigi what is the craziest collection of like high volume things you've walked into somebody's home and been like wow I'm so curious this woman when we talked on the phone she kept talking about her salt collection (laughs) okay (laughs) and in my mind I thought she meant like salt that you put on food and like she had all different like she loved to cook and she had all these different salts okay no (laughs) they're almost like little rocks and she had a massive massive collection massive and it's like you collect china and i was blown away it was beautiful but she was like always on ebay buying and selling these salts and i had no idea and then more and more i learned about this there are like conventions it's like she was the president of her like group yes (laughs) so i've learned a lot about different collections oh my Um, god that was the most unique one for me because i i just i've never heard of it but it was very unique. At some point, a collection just becomes clutter because, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of clients who are like, I collect baseball cards or I collect, you know, maps or I collect atlases or, you know, whatever. But they're all in boxes. They're oh, all in boxes yeah. in the attic or in the basement. I find the act of collecting so interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. Some people do it because they think it's worth something. And some people yeah. do it because they think that it's it's something you want to pass down to somebody. Right. This is kind of like what they're giving their right. next generation. But at the end of the huh. day, the collections, when they start to take over your space and your mm-hmm. time and your energy, I just feel like it's clutter. Yeah. That's a problem. My dad <laughs> is a collector, like a compulsive collector. Mm-hmm. He has thousands, I mean, thousands of dollars worth of he's got two things right now baseball cards mm. and pipes mm. and i've pipes told him is interesting yeah and they're beautiful yes um but i don't fucking want them and I've oh my told god him, like what? a pipe like you smoke a pipe yeah yes oh what my did god. you think <laughs> <laughs> kelly 
literally what did you think did like your household go to? pipes like, <laughs> like pvc pipes yeah. <laughs> i was just picturing a bunch of like oh my god copper pipes or like <laughs> And I was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. If like, is he going to build a house? Like, what's happening? Like, what? Oh, my God. The, wow. Yeah, there are people who do that. Oh, but, yes. <laughs> um, smoking pipes. Thanks yeah. for yeah. clarifying. Yeah. I wonder if anyone else was confused. Nope. I don't think so. Let Nobody us know in the comments. <laughs> Spoiler. If you're like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but he's got these two big collections and he's currently adding to like for years and he just currently is adding, adding, adding. And I told him recently, you need to put these all in an Excel spreadsheet. You need to tell me what you bought them for, what they're worth, when right. you bought them, what they are called and where True. they're from, right. or else they're going to the fucking landfill. And my dad's right. like, ooh. And I'm like, well, bitch, you better... Have That's you asked true. him why he collects them? What's his fascination? I just, I love having these conversations with people. I love asking these questions Me and too. just seeing what they so say. So curious. Yeah, I'm so curious about it. I haven't asked him that, but I can tell you whatever his answer is will be disappointing. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, is there actually a good reason? Well, I think the baseball cards is a very generational thing. I'm like sure. his age. I think that's something that that's what they did. It's kind of the equivalent of kids collecting the Pokemon cards now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's exactly the same. But, you know, there's that thing where everyone's doing it and you're mm. trading and it kind of becomes activity. Mm-hmm. But the pipes, that's just having like a true love of pipes, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're they're beautiful. They are beautiful. I'll give them that. But I'm like, and so they're very special to him. Yeah, but they're not special to me. And I right. think that this goes into don't collect so much shit that you're gonna burden your children or whoever when you die has to go in and clean out your Absolutely. home. Absolutely, it's mean, and uh, I'm not really... gonna learn about pipes. I'm gonna throw them away. My mom or donate them or whatever has yeah. been. She, she's so morbid. My mom. She's like such a worrier, but. She, (laughs) like me, but she's been like, she's, she's in her sixties. Like she's not old, but she's like, just in case I need to start cleaning out the house. Like you don't have to deal with anything. If like something happens to us, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, chill like no, don't don't I, tell don't her to chill, chill. <laughs> don't chill. i love she's that right do you know how many people have it's died so at 40? morbid it's, it's so whole, real it's how people should live there's this mm-hmm. whole yeah thing. but like does that have to be the reason or yes. like does she just need to declutter like no, why that, can't we just call it that it's whatever motivates her yeah. but it's what is it called the swedish guess, the, the swedish, swedish death, death cleaning. cleaning yes so it's about and also you know kind of what i take away from it is and maybe it doesn't have to be this extreme, but I always tell clients, like, if you had to move tomorrow, how difficult would it be? If you were told Ooh, you have to, like, move to another horrible. house, another city, <laughs> what is the stress level of having to pack up your house? Yeah. So same thing. It's, like, always living in a way where you're prepared for that next big step. And living that way is is a positive thing. I love and that. that's just what's motivating her. So I, let her well, have it. Sh- sh- sure, but she needs to stop <laughs> telling me about it. I guess just, Kelly, like, your mom is gonna die. Would you rather her die with a clean house or a dirty one? Uh, I suppress that thought. Is what I do. Well, yes. that's not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy, Kelly. I say shove that down very deep. <laughs> we are preparing for it. Our age group, your mom's yeah. and mine. Yeah. But our parents and grandparents. Did not. Didn't. And I can't, I cannot tell you how many like these 
cleanings we've had to go through, these calls mm-hmm. I get where a, a parent passes or a grandparent passes mm-hmm. and they have to go through their stuff and they're mourning and they're already stressed out. And it is a very, very difficult right. process. <clears throat> and just to not burden or put that on your loved ones is yeah. such a gift. Mm. It's the biggest gift you could give. It really is. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to have nothing to clean up, and Erica is going to have a bunch of pipes. <laughs> <laughs> and baseball cards. And baseball cards. How What's funny I is I collect pipes also, but not what? the same type Oh, my interesting. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Again, I was like. A different kind of pipe. <laughs> PV, what, the PVC. The PVC. Uh, copper. <laughs> <laughs> and those are like the fancy kind, the copper. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe they're <laughs> copper pipes that he Those has. Those are very You fancy. just never know when you're going to need a, a copper pipe, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was um, so I'm not baffled. A, I'm not a tchotchke person. Like, I definitely yeah. am not, a, obviously, right? I wouldn't be in this business. But, That's I mean, true. I do come across people who have these collections and just mm-hmm. tchotchkes. And they, they make them happy. And as long as they're out and they make them happy, I'm okay with that. But yeah. the minute it's... We have like 20 boxes in the basement yes, that's a of additional mm. pipes or whatever you're collecting and they're mm-hmm. just sitting there. That's where I just want to have a deeper conversation about it. Yeah. Like, why are we doing this? What is the point? Totally. Yes. Where yeah. is it going? Yes. yes. Is there an end What are this? you going to get out of this? Yeah. yeah. Gigi, I want to switch to something personal about you. Mm-hmm. You are married mm-hmm. and you don't have kids. Nope. And you just spent a month in France. Well, not just, but at the Mm -hmm. end of last, at the end of last year, Gigi and her husband took a month off and they lived in France. And uh, I think that's the type of thing that a lot of people would say, oh, I'd love to do that, but I just can't. But you did. And do you have any tips or advice to people about manifesting something like that, that they maybe have put some barriers between? Yes. Mm. Manifesting. I mean... I, it sounds so like bougie and like to be like, I'm going to spend a month in France, you know, but in our situation, travel is very important to us. Mm -hmm. And we got to a point, we're married 20 plus years where a trip here and there wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. We wanted to just be somewhere and just enjoy and be present instead of like hopping around to see as many attractions as you possibly can. Right. Totally. So it was really important to us. We're like, how can we make this happen? There was planning. There was organizing. There was also the fact that my husband could work from anywhere. I was able to kind of pause my business and work really hard to that point to make up for it. Mm -hmm. And it was just a goal and we worked towards it. So I would say goals are there for a reason. Mm. You can't just set a goal. You have to take action. So Mm -hmm. setting that goal for us and then what are the action steps we need to take to get to that point where we can say, okay, this is it. Now we can do this. And it was the best thing that we did. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do it again. But I also chose to have my own business for that purpose. I want flexibility. Yeah. I love working and I will always work. But for me, flexibility was really, really important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important to both of us. And, and so we just made it happen. And it was worth it. It was worth everything. I love watching people do things like that in their lives. And a conversation that I really like to have is uh, 
inviting people to kind of redefine what success looks like for them. Yeah. Because there's a lot of pre-prescribed metrics that are supposed to make us feel like we are successful. Like how much money do you make? How many Instagram followers do you have? What type of car do you drive? But how big is your house? How big is your house? <laughs> yeah. And I think that if you really take a step back, there's a lot of people who are like, I'd rather drive a, you know, Honda Accord and take a month off every year or whatever. Totally. And just figuring out what's important to you. But I think a lot of people don't allow themselves to redefine or explore what success looks like for them. So I get so inspired when I see people like you really doing it. Like well, life's short. Yeah, it sounds short. fun. And people think, we always think of success in one way. It's, mm-hmm. you know, for, for me, it was, you went to college. There wasn't not even a conversation about whether you were going to go to college or not. You went to college, you got a job and you worked mm-hmm. and you got, yep. you collected your 401k and you mm-hmm. invested and, you know, you did this and you did that. And I was like, no, that isn't the, I knew early on that was not the life I wanted. Yeah. And success for me, and it kind of goes back to filling your house with stuff, right? For me, travel makes me happy. Spending time with my family makes me happy. What I'm doing now allows me to go visit my family when I want to, to take time to travel with my husband. And that is success to me. I don't, mm-hmm. we've been in the same house for 20 plus years. It's a very cute, small craftsman house. We love it. Like I don't <laughs> need more than that. Yeah. But yes, that I think it's really important to take a deep dive and especially you being so young, like what do you want? You're getting married how do you want success to look like for you and your future husband? And what, you know, what does that life look like? Yeah. I mean, we have some ideas, but (laughs) how to get there and what to do is that's the whole issue, right? It's like, how do I align what I'm doing with my goals? Your values and your goals. And I would say there's a lot of groups and friends and family you have these conversations with and Mm -hmm. no one takes the action so I feel like if you took a small action every year towards mm -hmm. something yeah that's still movement I feel like him and I are big action people Mm -hmm. that's part of why like I fell in love with him actually is because I was dating all these guys who weren't doing anything and I was like I need somebody who's on my same level like on my same train of wanting to do things so I at least feel confident that we will yes <laughs> get That's the things the that part. we want but it's just <laughs> yes. about you know coordinating it is about coordinating and we talked about this about how you're a business owner especially a women woman business owner mm-hmm. you get to a point where people are like how are you growing what are you doing to grow like what you know and maybe I don't want to grow. I mean, maybe I want to get to a point where I'm comfortable and I have a team that works when I'm away and that's my goal. Like I don't need to sell my business. That's not me, but it's okay if it is somebody else. But not taking it back to Barbie, but (laughs) bring it back, bring it back. It is about defining how you want to live your life. Yes. And doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah. I fully support that. And knowing that if your answer to that, when you really get down to a soul level and suss out like who you are and what you want, if that doesn't look like the people that are around you, that doesn't mean it's bad. It Mm -hmm. means maybe you need more people around you and to kind of reflect on your relationships and who you surround yourself with because I think you are the company you keep. But I think there's not a wrong answer. If it's who you are to the core and what you really want, it's there's no reason for you to not pursue it and to get it. I think everybody deserves that. I think it's all social media and just, again, you know, kind of keeping up with the Joneses that never Mm -hmm. goes away. 
not giving into that. Like to me, that's clutter. That is constant clutter in my head Mm -hmm. of what, you know, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing, I'm not on social media enough. I don't send out (laughs) my newsletter enough. I don't sell myself enough. You know, I don't have enough clients. Like there's always constantly somebody telling you it's, you're not, it's not enough, but that's clutter and you've got to get rid of that clutter. You've got to find a way to deal with that. Yeah. I kind of think on that note, we should call it. I think this is the perfect conversation. We can't end on a better sentence than that. A thousand percent. Get rid of the mental <laughs> clutter and your four-year foundation. Yes. Uh, Kelly, what was your biggest takeaway of this conversation? Oh, boy. I have been thinking a lot about my clutter as we've been having this conversation. And, you know, with the wedding coming up, everything's getting psychotic at my household. So okay. I'm giving myself a lot of grace and patience with that and not being so hard on myself. Like, oh, my house looks like shit right now. Like, no big deal. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm getting married in two weeks. Like, it's fine. Life happens. Yeah. And, but also kind of knowing I do value having a clean space and I do value the mental simplicity that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So just, just kind of thinking about that and, and how I'm going to do it when I get back from my honeymoon. But not really trying to go full throttle like I do most of the time because that is also mental clutter, I feel like. If you go like really hard, yeah, like Mm -hmm. I just want it to be healthy and simple and, yeah, you know. That's fair. In its own time. Yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, you should enjoy this. Congratulations. Oh, you should thanks. enjoy every moment. Yes. And there are certain times in your life where other things are more important. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. come back to that because yeah. it is something you value. So you will always come back to it. And if you don't value it, that's where the problem is. Definitely. Yeah. That makes sense. Gigi, what's your big takeaway from our chat? The thing we were talking about resting and just the whole, I think that's a big topic we don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. We are constantly about, I want to be more productive. That's mm-hmm. what I keep getting. I want to be more organized. I want to be more productive. Yeah. I want to be able to do all these things and get this, my entire to-do list done. And we're not taking time to rest. We're not taking time, taking time to think mm-hmm. and plan mm-hmm. and really talk about our goals. And I think resting is a huge part of that. If we don't rest our minds and our bodies, we cannot be productive. Yeah. Oh, I completely So agree. I like that. We kind of talked about that. That kind of reiterated my, you know, passion for taking time to rest. Yes. Oh, I love that. What is your big yes. takeaway, Erica? Like you said, it's all about the balance of productivity and recharging your batteries mm-hmm. because it's not realistic for any of us to go, 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 go and be perfect at all times. Yeah. That's just not a formula for success. And I don't want to, that doesn't align with me as a person. Like I really enjoy having intentional bursts of kind of high productivity, but mm-hmm. a baseline of a pretty relaxed life. That's how I like to live. And so yeah. just be mindful about that. Yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I agree. I'm so glad. (laughs) Well, on that note, if you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you also had some key takeaways from this. If you did enjoy it, please consider leaving us a review and following us on social media at Clover Club Pod. And last but not least, Clover Club listeners get 10% off on all of their purchases at hawkinsandclover.com with code CLOVERCLUB, all caps. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.